0: good morning everyone my name is Amol, and i hope that all of you are doing well and keeping safe moving forward into the discussion of rule of construction of statutes this week we will have a look at the rule of harmonious construction as was briefly mentioned in the first chapter of the series the rule of harmonious construction is used where the courts have to interpret to seemingly conflicting or repugnant, which is inconsistent, provisions of a statute. If we look at the literal meaning of the term harmonious, it is a consistent, orderly or pleasing arrangement of parts. True to the literal meaning of the word harmonious, the rule of harmonious construction suggests that in cases where certain sections of a statute are contradictory in nature or where there is some repugnancy in the provisions the courts shall take the overall object of the statute in consideration the provisions of a statute shall always be read in consonance with other provisions of the statute and shall be interpreted or construed in a way that there is consistency in all the provisions The rule of harmonious construction is used to avoid any inconsistency either within a section or between or among the sections of the same statute and to build a harmony which achieves the overall object of the act or statute. Now let us look at the way how rule of harmonious construction works through a couple of case laws. Now, in the matter of National Building Constructions Corporation versus Pritam Singh Gill and others, 1972 to Supreme Court Cases 1, the question before the Honorable Supreme Court was to decide the meaning and scope of the word workman used in the provisions of Section 33C of the Industrial Disputes Act 1947. The argument was... That the term workman used in the section needs to be interpreted to mean and include only those who are at present in the employment of the employer and not those whose services are terminated. It was argued that it's a protection given to the employees to raise dispute concerning their existing individual rights against their employer. And not making them take the linear route of a reference under Section 10 of the Act. Now, while dealing with this subject, the Honorable Supreme Court used the harmonial construction, harmonious construction, and held that, and I quote, "In order to remove this repugnancy, Section 33C2 must be so construed as to take within its fold a workman who was employed." Just listen carefully. It says who was employed during the period in respect of which he claims relief, even though he is no longer employed at the time of application. The Honorable Code further went on to say that, and I again quote, By adopting this construction alone, can we advance the remedy and suppress the mischief in con- accordance with the purpose and object of inserting section 33c in the act so friends if we carefully look at this case law you will realize that while it uses the rule of harmonious construction to bring out the meaning of a word into conflicting sections to construe the statute as per its object it also uses the rule of beneficent construction to give an interpretation which is favoring the weaker party that is the workman because industrial disputes act is a welfare legislation cannot relate to what i just said about beneficent construction and welfare legislation just go back and listen to the previous episodes of the series which deals with the rule of beneficent construction and you will exactly know what i am talking about coming back to our discussion on the harmonious construction now does it mean that in order to construe the provisions in line with the object of the act, the court can interpret a section of a statute in such a way that one of the conflicting sections is rendered inoperative? Well, in the matter of Bengal Immunity Company Limited versus State of Bihar, AIR 1955 SC661, a seven judges bench of Honorable Supreme Court had held that, and I quote, It is a cardinal rule of construction that when there are in a statute two provisions which are in conflict with each other such that both of them cannot stand, they should, if possible, be so interpreted that effect can be given to both and that a construction which renders either of them inoperative and useless should not be adopted except in the last resort so in a nutshell there are four thumb rules to the harmonious construction and they are a a head-on conflict within between or among the sections of a statute must be avoided while construing the statute b provisions of one section cannot defeat the purpose of the other section and certainly not the object of the act, unless there is no other way to construe it. C. When it's seemingly impossible to reconcile the sections, the effect should be given to both in line with the object of the act to the extent possible. And D. Rendering some sections inoperative while construing conflicting provisions is not harmonious construction. So, friends, I hope that today's discussion would urge you to go back to your research around the subject of beneficent construction and the harmonious construction. Feel free to connect with me to discuss around this subject, and I'm sure we'll have a mutually enriching experience. Just search for Lex Prudence, that is L-E-X hyphen P-R-U-D-E-N-C-E on your favorite podcast platform, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, Breaker, or Radio Public and listen, subscribe and share. And don't forget to send in your comments and feedbacks. Have a great day and take good care of yourself. Goodbye.